Once your accounts are set up and put into autopilot, it's time to get efficient. You'll come to understand that when it comes to investing, it's not necessarily the amount you earn or the amount you invest. It's the time you stay invested. That's the key. Now, before I get on with this episode, a reminder that I have a Patreon page where you can read articles, download spreadsheets, get internet resources, watch tutorial videos, and even chat with me in case you guys got any questions or things you want me to cover in the podcast. It's free to join, so sign up today. The link is patreon.com forward slash jellyman underscore investing. Also, a disclaimer that I am not a financial advisor. Please consult with a professional before making any financial decisions on with the episode. Let's do a test. Say you purchased a house for $500,000 and you owe the banks $500,000, which means means you borrowed 100% of the funds that you needed to buy the house from the bank. Okay, so it doesn't normally happen, but for this example, we're going to assume you borrowed the whole amount, right? Just makes it easier. Now, assume the loan term for the house is 30 years and the interest rate is 5%. Again, big round numbers, okay? That means your monthly repayments are about $2,700. It also means that by the end of the 30 years, if you just make those regular repayments, you would have paid, in addition to the $500,000 for the house, an additional $466,000 in interest to the bank. That means you bought yourself a house and you kind of bought the, house, uh, the bank a house as well, meaning it costs you nearly a million dollars to purchase your home. Now, I can hear people screaming. It's like, yeah, but the equity in the house is now a million dollars. Don't get me started on equity. We will talk about that later. Um, but for now, we're sticking to the basic numbers. We'll go through all that later on. Now, if you were to make an additional repayment each month of, say, uh, say $200 in addition to $2,700, right? So you're now making $2,900 a month. How much sooner do you think you could pay off your house and how much interest do you think you'd save? Now, I want you to take a few seconds, think about this and just pick a number out of the sky of what you actually think, right? Because if you think about it, for a debt that's $500,000 and you're making a measly $200 a month extra, I mean, how much, like, how much could it really make a difference? Is it a lot? Is it a little, right? The answer is, you'll save nearly $80,000 in interest and save almost five years from your home loan. That's not bad. Say we up this to $500 a month. Well, how much then? You'll save $150,000 in interest and shave off nearly 10 years off the home loan. 10 years. That is a long time and $150,000 is nothing to scoff at, right? This is not trivial. Now, something very interesting is happening here. First of all, you have to understand that with building wealth, it's not about waiting for the Tetzel to win. It's not about waiting to go from making $80,000 a year to $100,000 to go, oh, I finally make $150,000. Now I can start making huge contributions to my savings. It's not about those big volumes. Building wealth is about small, consistent habits that build over time. Time, you'll discover, is the best, is your best friend and the true reason for building wealth. Now, let's go back to the original example of 200 a month, right? I would say that's reasonable for some people, but there's things you can do, right? So, But that's the example we're going to go with. I mean, $200 a month. Let's, cons- let's consider a few things. Say we make some changes to your life. So your accounts are happening on autopilot. And what we want to do is we want to accelerate you being able to generate more money or save more money. Now, you may not have a house yet, but your goal is to work towards a house, or maybe you want to work towards buying a car, or you want to work towards something, right? 
these are the tiny little habits because you know what I'll tell you if you can save up for you know something that's five thousand dollars and do it with discipline consistency and using these systems you can save up for something that's ten thousand you can save up for something that's fifty thousand and then ultimately you can save up for a house right once you understand these things right so it's about trying to get those little wins using the autopilot system using your accounts right and getting creative with your life and you start building wealth so let's think about a few things that you can do which i've personally done a lot of these things right number one is we can speak with uh, your energy provider, whoever pro- provides you with gas or electricity, you can you know or, uh, negotiate a better rate, or you can move to somewhere different. A lot of the times, these kinds of companies they're competing with each other for who gets the client, and whoever offers the lowest dollar, the lowest cost, usually wins. You can save ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. Who knows? A hundred dollar, fifty dollars, hundred dollars a month, right? That hundred dollars can go to paying off your home loan, or going to you know, your savings or paying off your credit card, right? It's it's those little bit extras. It's those little bit extras. It's almost like when you go to the gym, it's that 12th rep, that 13th rep, the 14th. That's where the change happens. That's where the growth happens. Other things we can do is we can get more energy efficient in the house. We can buy energy-saving light bulbs, right? They're, they're not expensive. You can buy timer switches. So things like that use up electricity all through the night, don't have to stay on. You can have sensor lights. It's all those little things, right? We can get more efficient with the meals, right? So you're not throwing away food all the time that goes bad or something like that. Just being a little bit more organized. You can buy an electric scooter. Those are all the rage now. For like $500 for a scooter, a basic scooter, you can use that to go to the shops. You can go uh, down the road to do, well, you can do whatever. You Whatever short trips you have, you can even maybe commute to work in a scooter by just taking it to the train station, bringing it with you. I read an article recently that electric scooters are reducing the amount of greenhouse gas and all that kind of stuff four times faster than electric vehicles because the barrier to entry to an electric scooter is so low. Um, And a lot of people are now getting solar. So the solar system is charging their scooter and they're not spending money on petrol, right? Uh, You can make coffee at home. That's a huge one. I live in... uh, Victoria in Australia, we love our coffee, you know, but you can start making that stuff at home. Uh, You can switch to a different bank with no account keeping fees. You know, some of these banks charge monthly account keeping fees, yearly fee. You can do, they charge you ATM fees. There are banks that don't have that kind of stuff, right? And you can, again, another bit of little savings. Um, You can reduce the number of streaming services you have. Like, oh man, last count, I had like eight. I had to get rid of a number of them because we just had too many. You can eat less Uber Eats, right? So so all these things, think about, just be creative with, how can I save a little bit here and a little bit there? And don't think of it in terms of, oh, what's $20 save? Who cares? It's those little bits that add up over time that build wealth. Because once we get into talking about compound growth, um, long-term investing, um, continuous investing, uh, tax efficiency. Once we start talking about all that kind of stuff, you'll see how these little bits of money, right, really add up, and you'll be astonished, right? Assume these changes amass to a monthly savings of about three hundred dollars. Let's just say you make a number of changes. That three hundred is the difference when it comes to paying off your home or putting money away towards so, uh, savings or building that emergency fund. Let's add a few other things. Okay, so we've made some changes to save money. But now we can think of some of the other things that happen throughout the year. What about your tax return? A lot of people get tax returns. And what do they do? 
They spend it on a brand new TV. They go on holiday. They, they just spend it because it's free money to them. Okay. And, how, you know, working in a bank, I understand that, like, you know, whenever we look at the data and come July, come August in Australia, uh, the amount of spending just explodes. That $500, a thousand, some people get, you know, large amounts. Instead of spending it right away, put it towards your saving, put it towards something responsible because you know what? One day, you're going to be going, well, I want to start investing. I still want to buy, I want to start buying real estate. You're going to suddenly come into cash. You're going to come into capital, right, of $10,000. You can decide, well, do I buy a new TV or do I buy another investment property or do I buy another stock? Do I buy index funds? Do I buy that company that I have been assessing? You know, do I, do I become like an angel investor and look at that new startup? Do I wait for that new IPO that's about to happen? You know, this is how financially literate people think when it comes to designating where money goes to build wealth over time so you can live a life that is, you know, um, financially stress-free or as much as it can be, okay? Now, when you have to deal with larger and larger sums of money, which is all part of building wealth, the math is the same. What you do with you know, the little bits that come in is the same thing that you can do when the larger sums come in. And I'll tell you this from experience. If you suddenly get a $20,000 paycheck or a $30,000 paycheck, you're not going to be freaking out. You're going to be like, yep, that's going to go. Um, 50% is going to this account. 10% is going to this account. 20% is going to that account. What you already know, because you know what you would do with $1,000. That's how it works. This is how you train yourself to be able to deal with that kind of money. And what's really, really crazy is, and you know, just like five years ago, I never thought I would be able to grow what I've grown up until this point. And you kind of think back to at the very beginning, you're like, oh, I'm never going to have to deal with a hundred grand. I'm never going to have to deal with 200 grand, but it happens. It's all part of the journey with building wealth. And suddenly your problems start to change from how can I scrape a few extra dollars to invest? So now going, I've got Suddenly, $10,000, what is the most responsible thing to do with this kind of cash? You know, what's the due diligence I got to do? What is responsible? What, what should I think of? How can I support my family? Those kinds of things, right? That's how you deal with more and more money. And this is how you build that mindset. So this is this episode, you know, though it is a short one, it's all about thinking from the very beginning, how can I start building wealth? It's these little daily habits and you can start today. You can start tomorrow. In fact, I encourage you, I challenge you, make a change today, make a phone call to your energy provider, call your bank, whatever it is, start making a few savings, start canceling some of those streaming services, whatever it might be, and you're well on your way to building